it's Sabrina Hahn and this episode is brought to you by our very dear mates at Bentonite WA who make very high-grade premium calcium bentonite clay, which is 100% West Australian owned and operated. So uh, you only need a very small amount, 3 to 6% in your garden bed. It's all through my garden bed. So check them out, bentoniteWA.com.au. Dig that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Sab. Well, hello, Jamie. Here we are again with the sounds of summer. So good. Warming up. Yep. Hearing the uh, mole crickets, which people often mistake for frogs. Really? Yeah, I'd be very sadly disappointed, I'm afraid. Oh, that's it. About to find, find Prince Charming, and then you end up with that. Oh, no. Well, mole crickets, I reckon, have to be the ugliest creatures on the planet. What do they look like? Uh, really ugly. Yeah. They've got this big kind of buff head and thorax, and they're browny black. Just ugly, really. And then they chew the roots of your plants. It's not a good combo. No, but they do make a lovely chirping sound in the evening, Jamie. Yeah, and I learnt a few weeks ago you can get dogs to hunt them, potentially. Yeah, exactly, Sniff them out. right. Exactly. But um, so most frogs have gone to ground unless they're water frogs. Right. Uh, but the days are long... And all the tropical plants will fairly be popping their little socks off. Time to shine. Woo-hoo. I like it. I like it. I thought of you the other day. Yes. So, as you know, I'm, I'm house hunting at the moment. Yes. Stumbled upon a, a place and the biggest backyard I'd ever seen. <gasps> yeah. Jamie, how marvellous. 900 square metres of pure gardening bliss. Oh, my Lord. And a lot of work, well, I you, do have to say. You would have had a bit of a fit because half of it was paved. Oh. And then the rest was lemon trees and some other oh. stuff. Well, that's okay to have lemon trees. Rip yeah. up half the paving. Do some damage. Well, three quarters of the paving, really. Yeah. Put in a few, grow your owns, that's eat it. your owns. This is how I've changed. I spent more time outside than I did inside. <laughs> so you're starting to have an effect on me. Oh, sensational. Soon you'll be just wanting to live in a tent. Let's not Outdoors. go too far. Can't see that Nat be keen on that though. She loves camping. Does she? So I'm probably sh- not permanently. No, not permanently. <laughs> Life has taken a swing if that's the case. She might bugger off and find someone else. Oh, probably she'd never. have options too. <laughs> so I think if she made that decision, she'd do better out of it than I would. Okay. Yeah. Right. Not putting myself down. Like no, I'd do okay. Absolutely not. But you she do does right. very well. Look yeah. at you, you fine young thing. Thanks. Yeah. Just got to find someone who. I don't need to find someone. I've got someone. Look well, at this you've road got you've put me Sorry. down. Sorry, I've now made you doubt your hotness. Now I'm worried. I feel like I've got a caller. Is everything okay? <laughs> Am I going to leave here and go home? Is she still going to be there? No, no. You won't put her in a tent permanently. Did it's she okay. text you? Did she t- <laughs> Is this why I'm here? Is this a ploy so she can move her things out? What's going on? No, I spoke to your dog. Right, Hank. Hank. Yeah, Hank, Hank the Tank. Told me a few secrets. He knows a few too. <laughs> Sometimes he pops up and you don't know he's there. <laughs> Hello. That's it. Boo. We have a door. That's what he sounds like. We have a door open policy in my house, and all of a sudden you'll turn ah, around and there's, there's Hank. Hank. Yeah. Ah, hello, Hank. Fancy. What are you two up to? When dogs see stuff like that, they always tilt their head. Yeah, just I a, that. Just a quarter. I know. It's a bit. It's a bit off-putting, really, isn't it? No, but we're, we're not that kind of a show. No, so <laughs> <laughs> we we're not going down that pathway, Jamie. Is everything okay there? <laughs> 
<laughs> Something looks a little untoward. I'm not quite sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just going to watch anyway. Poor, poor Hank. He's only, Hank's only young. He is. He's yeah. an impressionable three-year-old. He turned three the other week. My Lord. Kept him alive all this time. Astonishing. Do you all... keep plants alive that long? No. no. Actually, I was going to ask you about that. A couple of years ago, you gave me some advice on some yep. plants to put yep. in. Did not you growing. Did it? Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I put them in. Oh, you put them in, but they're just not growing. It's funny. So, they're on a fence line mm. that's maybe a few metres long. Mm. And one half, yep. really good. Yep. Other half, barely really grown. Really dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, not dead. <laughs> they're still alive. <laughs> really not good. Barely. How weird's uh, that? No, that's not weird. Why? Uh, it can be the soil. It can be the position, how much sun it gets. It can be that you retick shit further on down no, the fix line. fix that. Ah, oh, yeah. fix that. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's um, sun and heat. Okay. Or cold and dark. Right. Mm. I'll get into it. Yeah. Or I'll, just... I'll come and have a look. Will you? Yep. All right. Absolutely. I'll get a few other things on the brink of death before you come around <laughs> so I can kind of maximise yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Make the most of it, Jamie. Yeah. But ha- thankfully, thankfully we have a guest today that might, you know, he's, he's a bit cluey about green things. He is. Mm. And he makes them look pretty good as well. Scott Kane, mm. g'day. Hi, how are you doing? Well, hello, Scott, and thank you for coming on down the garden path <laughs> with you. us. Thank you for inviting me. Could be a very scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where your house was. When I pulled up, I could see the garden here, and I'm thinking, that's going to be the place Sabrina yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of stands out, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I don't think there's many people in my suburb that have um, Madagascan boa <laughs> trees for a start. Is that what that is out the front? Yeah, that big, weird-looking thing. Because I looked at that. It's starting and... to shoot now. Yeah, right. Mm. Where'd you get that from? Madagascar. No. <laughs> no, no. I actually got it from Broom. Really? Yeah. So Scott will understand that as a plant hunter and <laughs> passionate lover of plants. You know, you, you, you go to places and you just think, I have to have that plant. Absolutely. I don't care <laughs> what I need to do to get it home, but I have to have that plant. Yeah. So... I should imagine you would have moments. I have moments like that, that, but most of the plants that I'm looking at when I say I have to have that plant require a greenhouse and I don't have a greenhouse. So in the future, when I have a greenhouse, I'll be Uh, going back to all of those places I saw those amazing plants mm -hmm. and I'll be collecting them for my greenhouse. Some plant goals. Plant goals, absolutely. I like it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) A plant's kind of like pictures. Just when you're saying you go to a place and you Mm -hmm. see a plant and you think, I've got to have it. If that happens and you bring it back, does it remind you of that trip? Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think also, Scott, do you find that plants, like when you see plants that, that are extraordinary, do you think that they tell you a story? Yeah, sure. They, especially if you look into where they're growing, the sorts of, animals that might be around them and uh, the type of environment, it it definitely tells a story. Yeah, for Mm. sure, for sure. Yeah, so every time I look at my Madagascan boab trees, which I got from Broome, I actually feel like I'm in Broome. That's that's my little Broome bit. Um, It's probably similar when people give you plants. Most, a lot of my 
um, I should explain, I have a really large balcony mm. and it is a little bit like a greenhouse, but not quite, but it, it's full of plants um, and a lot of them have come from plant cuttings. Right. One of, my, one of the first plants I, I have on my balcony is a, a peperomia. Mm-hmm. It came from my mum and she always had, growing up, she always had lots and lots of plants um, and it was probably the one of the first plants that I that I had on my balcony and it just really grew well and flourished and I put it in a 1970s macrame plant hanger before they were fashionable macrame. before they were fashionable Woo. again and, uh, yeah. and it's just gone it's just, it just went crazy and I've I've had it on my balcony ever since and I love giving people cuttings from that as well because it it feels so good to see that and to pass it on and it grows so easily from cuttings as well and they're beautiful I mean they're pretty in terms of balcony or indoor plants, mm. peperomias, uh, they're pretty tough little sausages, Absolutely. Aren't they? I do like a tough plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. if you live in a Perth climate yeah. and you've got plants on a balcony, it needs to be tough. Definitely, definitely, mm. definitely. So what? So you obviously have this passion for plants. So what started this? Originally, uh, when I moved into my place 11 years ago I um I I it's a two-bedroom apartment and it and it has an enormous balcony that extends over the over the car park below it that's why it's so big and uh my, and originally I just wanted to put some plants out there to soften it a bit and make it feel a little bit better and and 11 years later it's gone crazy <laughs> I've really filled it up and uh I think that um, about for about four years ago, I started photographing the plants and putting them on Instagram. And uh, when I started doing that, I realized that there were so many other people around that sort of, I sort of connected to a community that I didn't know existed. And so when they started sharing their plants with me, I started making friends through it. I started seeing these plants that I didn't know existed that I, I, I thought would, would be amazing there as well. Um, and it really, really went went nuts from there. So... That's how it happened. That's pretty interesting. So when you moved into that apartment, had you had you kind of done much with plants before, or were you just kind of looking at I want to I want to kind of make this kind of a little softer than what it is, and and just bring some greenery around me. I always had plants around growing up, so yeah. mum, you know, it was I was born in the beginning of the eighties, so that we, there were always plants. Mum always had plants in the house, so I was always around plants. And um, when I got my own place. I had a few different ideas for the what I was going to do with the balcony. At one point, I had some fruit trees out there which didn't didn't survive so well in the northern sun and in pots. They they really burned and didn't do so great. So yeah, I was looking around for for things that would sort of soften it. And my one of my ideas was to have plants inside, but the inside inside is is just too dark. Really, it's just too dark for plants. So I'd have a few plants inside and then I'd swap them for the plants outside and really rotate them around um, so that they got plenty of light but then still looked really great when when I brought them in um, inside. So there's a bit of hard work involved in making indoor plants look good. Well, I was about to say, Scott's just, he's given the tip of a lifetime (laughs) for people wanting plants indoors. It is, so I guess... From my perspective as a horticulturalist is to make people understand that there is no such thing as an indoor plant. (laughs) And you just hit the nail on the head, Scott, when you said you rotate your plants. Yeah, absolutely. So 
So I, I, I don't think people understand that. So basically you need to buy, if you're going to have a plant indoors, you need the same plant that's <laughs> out in your balcony that you can switch a roo it's a good idea. Around, around at certain points in time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So obviously you you sort of people latched on to what you were doing and loved what you were doing. Uh, so what what do you think is this big drive now behind the whole indoor plant balcony plant thing? Do you think it's a combination of you know people on smaller block sizes or they don't have backyards anywhere? What do, what do you think has created this? this big movement towards the indoor plant hysteria in some cases. I do think the small blocks are a big part of it. Um, and especially when people just, you know, have a have a really small space outside and uh, a lot of the spaces inside still do have quite large windows. So, so they, do get, they get pretty reasonable light um, inside. So they, they can do pretty well. Um, so the small blocks are a big part of it. I think it, it somehow became a... A fashion worldwide. I think nowadays it's not so much what's what's popular just in Perth, but it's what's popular around the world. With social media, people are sharing images, and and there was a bit kind of 70s and eight, there's a 70s and 80s revival, and the the house plants that came back with the decor of mid mid century decor decor and that sort of thing um, came back with it, and they've kind of stuck and and been incorporated into modern decor as well. So I think the green and the softening of hard surfaces i think it's getting back to nature when people can't often aren't around nature so much anymore as well so it's a feeling of getting back to nature um and it's caring for something and seeing something grow and develop and and it feels good to see that plant that you've bought and you've managed to get a new leaf to grow it just <laughs> it just makes you feel good it's just a, a feeling of satisfaction i think and people have clocked onto that and 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 are doing that at the moment were you surprised when you started posting photos of your plants to your Instagram page that, that people were getting in touch with you and sharing things and it built now into this, well, it's a bit of a juggernaut, your yeah. Insta page, and, and, <laughs> and you've probably made some mates out of it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I was surprised. Um, well, originally I started the page because I'd put them on my personal Instagram story and I thought, oh, I don't want to make bore my friends with pictures of plants. So I'll just put it <laughs> on a Plants are like the baby equivalent, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'll put them on a separate one just for the plants so that I don't have to bore my friends with those pictures. And that became much, much, much bigger than my, my personal account. So, um, yeah, that was a big part of it. And um, because people around the world are... Uh, looking for similar types of plants at the moment, you know, uh, the, particularly the sort of tropical plants, what they call, like you said, what they call indoor plants, mm. um, plants from tropical parts of South America and, and um, tropical parts of Asia. They're the ones that people are putting in their houses. And so it's a way to um, connect with people who are going to those regions as well and seeing the plants in the wild and seeing how they actually grow. And, and that really helps helps you learn how to look after your own plants when you see how people are grow how they how they how they are in the real world it's amazing yeah this is a, a place where you can brag but <laughs> but how many followers do you have now oh i think my don't pretend like you don't know the exact number 
48,000. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, this is a bit crazy. Yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> it's grown into into such a huge thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, do they, what do people ask you about? Is it a bit of a community where questions get thrown around and you're helping each other out? Yeah, yeah, it is. When you, when you post a, po- a photo of a particular plant, um, somebody will ask you a question, oh, what do you... This is... They might send me a, a photo of theirs looking a bit sad and they might say, oh, what's going on with this one? What's, what's happened here? What am I doing wrong? And, you know, I'm not an expert. I just, have, I just like houseplants. Yeah. So I, I help them as much as I can and through reading other people's comments on Instagram, I'm able to help them a little bit as well. Um, or sometimes I just throw it out there, you know, oh, I can't help here. Can somebody else give some advice here? It's a way to, um, to bring the community together in a way. And that's the lovely thing about gardeners. They, everyone shares information. Yeah. I mean, some of it's totally incorrect, but nevertheless, <laughs> it's all about it's all about about caring. Like uh, we have um, we have a guy that rings up uh, on my overnights program, and he lives in Canada, uh, where it gets to minus I don't know forty or something. Yeah, and he's desperate to grow lantana, oh. which of course is a weed uh, here, and. Uh, and <laughs> So he's developed glass houses and all sorts of things because he just loves that plant. Wow. And reaches out to everyone that he can to say, you know, this is what I've done. Is there any other tips? But basically, it's not going to grow in minus 30 degrees kind of thing. So, but it gets to the stage with people's plants, Scott, that they actually give them names, don't they? Mm. They, They name the plant. So it's like... They come home from work and that's their friend. Do you think that plants benefit people's mental health? I think they benefit people's mental health when uh, maybe that's going too far naming their plants. But I do think it, <laughs> I do think it benefits people's mental health when they get a sense of enjoyment out of them. I think it's kind of similar to when someone has a beautiful piece of artwork on their wall. They get a similar sense of relaxation the memory of buying it and they have the the enjoyment of what it's how it's growing and developing and changing and uh yeah definitely i I think it helps helps some people some people take it a little bit too far when they get a bit upset when their plant dies though Mm. um in which case maybe it's not so great for their mental health but that's uh, when you don't want to name your plant because then you're like george is dead (laughs) exactly oh my god i've lost george yeah yeah. but then (laughs) a little serious yeah but generally i I do think it's good for people's mental health Mm. and it's and it's a break away from screens as well i think that's a good call yeah yeah yeah. i work from home i'm a graphic designer i work from home i'm looking at screens all the time and so leaving my computer my desk my office and going outside and you know, finishing my cup of coffee while picking a few leaves off, a few dead leaves off the plants or pulling a bit of a weed out or um, seeing something, putting my finger in the pot and seeing it's a bit dry to give it a bit of extra water. Um, It just, it's just, I'm away from the screen. I'm Mm. thinking about the weather and the sunshine and the plant and looking at the new leaf or picking off the old dead leaf or whatever it is. And that part of it, that's for me personally, that's very beneficial for my mental health. Do you actually think it's about caring? Yeah, sure. Because I think if, uh, you know, a lot of people um, that are in urban spaces, a lot of people live on their own. Mm. And so there's no one to give love or get love back from sort of on a, I don't know, on a 
I don't know, like, daily basis or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, if you haven't got a dog <laughs> or a cat. That's why I got Hank. <laughs> if there's no oh, – and your wife. Oh, well, Ooh, Hank's, Hank's a bit of insurance cat. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before. You could just back up and go. But um, I think if people nurture and care for a plant and then the plant responds by giving new leaves yeah. or a flower or – Something like that. I think um, I think it must give a positive vibe. Well, I actually, you know, I'm I'm actually one of the original old plant huggers, and because plants are living things, they emit energy because, of course, they have to have energy. So, I truly believe that you know, you you have energy. Plants have energy. Why not let that energy just coexist? What's a plant hugger? Is it? What the name suggests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, just give it a little caress cuddle. and fondle and cuddle fondle. your plants. <laughs> yeah, right. Not just a your favourite though. Not a no, cactus. Do not fondle your cactus. <laughs> no, no fondling cactuses. Not well, there's an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> that trouble. is not yeah. going to be a pleasant experience, that's for sure. Well, if you're hugging them, have you named them before, Sab? I don't name my plants because they invariably die. Right. But um, which is part of life, dying. Uh, I don't get upset when a plant dies. I just think that that's, you know, it's in the wrong place. Yeah, that's it. Uh, So, you know, I just say, well, just go and get another one, really. People do take it as a bit of a failure, though. You'd both see this when people get in touch with you wanting help. I think that's part of it. You put some work into something, it's thriving, it's living, and then it goes the other way and you feel a bit responsible for what's nah. happened. No, I'm, I'm hard. Yeah, you're I out with the go, old, in with the new. You're a pile of shit. Uh. <laughs> you there is something really satisfying about taking a plant that's on the brink of death and bringing it back to oh, life, though. That's, that's very really exciting. That's really good. Yeah. Always have to have, when you go to one of the plant stores, always have a look at the shelf of the half-dying plants yeah. just to think, hmm, which one of these would be suitable in my space and then which one can I bring back and, and revive? It's like your ER moment. <laughs> <laughs> Nursery <laughs> ER. And you're George Clooney. (laughs) (laughs) The the plant paramedic. (laughs) People are into that. I can kind of get the plant to that point (laughs) for them. (laughs) You know, I can kind of get things to the brink of death, but not quite there. So, you know, I can supply that service if people need it, if my track record's anything to go by. (laughs) Hello. Just moving the the table table there, Yeah. So, Scott, what's been your... Okay, so let's say... What's, what's been a brink of death you've brought back to life and just gone, yes, I, I've mastered this plant? Oh, that's a good question. I reckon, you know what? It's my, my biggest, most beautiful favourite fiddle leaf fig. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, my sister bought it for me back when everyone was spending a very large amount of money on these things, when, mm-hmm. they, were, when they were very popular, not very available. Mm. And I put it inside like they do in all the magazines. Yeah. And And it nearly died. It nearly died. Funny that. Um, And all the leaves are brown and it really wasn't looking very healthy at all. It was quite large when I got it too. Um, And I thought, oh, no, like I I really want this thing to live. So I put it outside. I put it in a place that was, you know, it was half dead. So I didn't want to look at it that much. But it (laughs) happened to be a place that it really liked. Uh, I cut off a good half of it so it was almost a stump. It just had a few leaves. And then the best thing about it was I wasn't really 
watering it very much. I mm-hmm. wasn't really doing anything much with it. It was actually getting really great light because it was under shade cloth. Uh, and it was, I think it was just before winter. So it got a, winter, a winter's worth of rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, after winter, I went to clean things up. And I'm like, wow, this is actually looking really great. It, had, um, it was not just one stalk of leaves anymore. It had split into three, Ooh. which is why it looks so amazing now. Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. actually like a proper tree. Cool. So I've, I've, I, it's still in my balcony. I'm not bringing it back inside. I'm not going to fall for that again. Um, but it's in a really spot that I, I look at. As soon as I leave my back door, it's the first thing I look at. And it's really big and full and uh, has many branching leaves and very happy with it now. Do you know what I think is hilarious about the fiddle leaf fig? Because, you know, it's the bloody princess of all the indoor plants. <laughs> is it still super popular? Yeah. yeah. It is popular. It's so easy to grow from a cutting. You really? can go to yes. a fiddle leaf fig that gets to, I have to tell people... That in the outdoors, in blazing hot sun, it's going to get to 20 metres high and about 25 metres wide. You just cut a bloody great big branch off, shove it in a pot with soil and away she goes. Really? Yep. little side hustle there. Go hunt down <laughs> some, some big fiddle leaf figs. <laughs> Go camp out near a, uh, a trendy nursery. I don't like them. No? No, I'd ne- you'd never see a fiddle leaf fig in my house. Why? I don't like them. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> they do. They, they're kind of. They don't really belong. They don't. See, they don't really belong in this environment, do they? They're kind of. Um, no, they're tropical. Tropical. As so, in, yeah. if you see anything with a leaf that's as large as my mid middle, it's <laughs> <laughs> a trick you know, question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you've got a really big leaf on something, yeah, that tells you it's a very tropical plant. Yeah. Right. You look at all the arid. Plants they have tiny, skinny, little, narrow leaves because they can't tra- they can't um, lose that amount of moisture out of their leaf. They just gorn, gorn. so. What is a good kind of house balcony plant? I don't know. You need to ask what. <laughs> I'm asking a, you both. He's, a, <laughs> he's pro- well. You've seen well now, Scott. You've probably noticed when you come in here. I love begonias. Oh yes, I have begonias an obsession. Are good. About yeah. begonias. Yeah. I have lots of different begonias. Oh, good. And then I move them all around. You know, the thing about balcony plants is you have to find the right spot. Absolutely. That's what I reckon. Do yeah. you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The right yeah. spot for that. So the best plant is the plant that you love the most, that you will spend the time fringing around, moving the bloody pot for a year to find out where it's happy. I, I call one of my, my one of my begonias, I'm not sure what type it is, but it, it's, it really tells me when it needs to water because the whole thing drips. <laughs> and it's kind of good to have, I kind of think of it as the plant in the garden that when it's looking droopy, I, I really do need to water all of the garden. I really, all of the balcony um, plants. I really make an effort not to overwater. That's one of the worst things you can do. Would and you say that's the most common cause of death? That and lack of light. Absolutely. Too much water and not enough light, they're definitely the reasons, for sure, for sure. And so my begonia is, is the plant that I use to, as an indicator that when it's looking sad, okay, really need to water all the other plants as well. It's nice to have a barometer plant. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just writing that down. Too much water, <laughs> not enough, not enough not light. light. Yeah. Do you know, you know, Scott, Jamie's on a trajectory of learning. Um, he's, yeah. He... He's going to be our next David Attenborough of the plant world well, by the end of what two years? Let's I just let's just steady down on the estimations. No, I'm getting better. What was your starter plan? 
What was my starter plan? Yeah, what did you start with? Uh, I reckon... I think f- lawn. Yeah, lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I learnt from you. So, on the week, a few weeks ago, uh, just before the hot weather started, I was yes. out in Nat's heels just getting some aeration. <laughs> so, the lawn's, the lawn's looking okay. Uh, for me, it was indoor stuff because yeah. I always lived in apartments. So, yeah. Nat and I lived in Sydney for a while and, you know, that's kind of apartment living, but it was all the... You know, the, those kind of typical indoor ones. So, it was fiddle day figs, which we went through a few of those. Mm. Uh, the elephant ear <laughs> yep. as well. So, Why would you have an elephant ear oh, indoors? Oh, not indoors. No, I've got it on the I know, I love them. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Indoors, oh, no, but you're right. No, I wouldn't put it indoors. But when you, know, you don't know people like you, or you just <laughs> you go down to a nursery for the first time and yeah. you might not go to a very good one. <laughs> yeah. And you go, oh, that looks cool. And it's in the indoor plant section. Oh. And that's that's kind of how it starts. Yeah. So you got to kind of hunt information a little bit, I think. Yeah. yeah, which is fun. Yeah, it's good to learn and have killed a few things along the way. But <laughs> I didn't name them, so I'm not depressed yeah, about it, okay. and I just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, that's so funny. So, uh, where do you reckon you're going to go from here, you Scott? You know, with your fame and not so much fortune oh, from you know, indoor planting on balconies, outdoor, indoor? So I, I decided 2019 was going to be a year where, where I would buy less plants. So I've actually managed to buy Have less plants. you managed plants. to do that? I still just, there's a few, you know, sometimes... I don't, I don't believe you, Scott. <laughs> so I seriously this is do the, not believe so, you. So, some plants that I'd like to collect go for a, way too much money on okay. bidding on Facebook and so I don't buy those sort of plants anymore but lately those types of plants that used to go for a lot of money come out for 15 or 20 dollars in the in the plant shops now uh and they're ones that you know used to consider to be rare and so when I see a plant that I would like to have previously bid on for 15 or 20 dollars how can I not buy it (laughs) is that is that a bit crazy. Do people kind of go nuts on bidding on plants and stuff? Yeah. And I didn't know you could bid on plants. Oh, Facebook. Really? Facebook groups. Really? Oh, yes. Wow. Tell us about it. Well, the only one that I, the only one that I have spent much more than I should have on was a was a, <laughs> a few, you're a few wines deep. Yeah, was a, was a variegated monstera, and I did get it as two tiny little leaves, wow. and now it's enormous it's taller than me so but people buy people spend three four five hundred dollars on really? on cuttings you know cuttings. one cutting with the no with, with the node with the with the roots yeah, 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 uh, the you know root. just yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. bit uh, sprouted or whatever um yes yeah, people people spend such a lot of money on those sabrina's like i'm in the wrong I'm game so here wasting i'm gonna time. Send, i'm gonna send you some links <laughs> and I, I, i'm gonna send you some links i'll show you that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, of I didn't even know that. Oh, that's amazing. I have a thing about seed. Like, I'll yeah. buy seed yeah. from anywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go track that back a bit. Um, it has to go through quarantine. Yes. So, don't anyone have pink kittens about that statement? <laughs> um, because I find, for me, the big thrill is trying to grow stuff. From its yeah. embryo, basically. Yeah. And if I crack that, I'm so excited. <laughs> that's intensive, though. That's really... that's yeah. You have to really look after it to do that. Well, you have to do all the research mm. on how to break the dormancy to yeah. get that little mongrel thing to germinate <laughs> in the first place. But you see, that's that's the excitement yeah. and then the reward when it starts to work right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or sadness when it doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i spent how much on that, that seed? seed just cost me 150 dollars and now it's dead uh, 
Do you um do you get a lot of people in your building at the apartment going? Oh, are you the guy with all the plants? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I cool. do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- it's also covered in fairy lights as well. So <laughs> it pretty much daytime it's the plants, nighttimes it's the lights. You know, it's it's. We got to get there. We should have done this live. We should have from your balcony. We'll do a follow up. We'll yeah, a follow up. Yeah, we will yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. So how's it all going winter though? How's your balcony you know, plants going winter? winter? It's north facing. Yep. There's, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's so north it facing, gets. and it's very, um, it's, it's and and it kind of has walls down the side. So it's only the front, and half of it that's that has shade cloth. Yeah. The other half is uh, laser light. So right. it's really quite well protected. I have to remember to water under the laser light section in winter because you don't think about it too much. But yeah. they still, you know, once a month or once every six weeks, they still need some water. Um, so, uh, but most of them, like the alocasia, the um, the um, uh, staghorn ferns they yep. love the winter they love yep. the rain the yep. extra rain so most of them do pretty well so do you think that the whole trend in indoor plants will die or do you think it's here to stay no i i don't think it will die i do think it will die i think that uh, i think that for people who have managed to um really love it right now for them it will stay this is the this you know the trend is the beginning of a lifetime of enjoying plants um and i think for them they'll they'll get something out of it they'll they'll find a plant that they love like begonias or a particular type of orchid or different types of i don't know frangipani or something and then they'll go nuts just with that you know that particular plant and become real collectors and they'll be the ones with it forever but i think for you know, for for some people who do it more as a as the decor, or they'd be just as happy with a plastic plant. I think. Mm. I know. God forbid. Shivers. Wash your mouth out with There's, soap and water. There are people out there. There are people out there. I know. I know. That made you put your wine down. I That's know. how crazy that oh, is. God, I just about choked on my yeah, wine exactly. there, Jamie. Yeah, but they'll, but they'll chuck the they'll they'll have they've they've probably already replaced their real plants that died very quickly with plastic plants, and once their plastic <laughs> plants are not fashionable anymore, they'll chuck them out as well. And and so that so that I think the trend has to has to finish at some point. But I hope it continues because I think people are. I'm really enjoying it at the moment and we'll see what happens. Yeah. We might even see book two from you. I thought that was really cool where, <laughs> you, you know, you started off your Instagram because you just wanted to kind of share and help people out and there's a bit of a community. You've got 48,000 followers, which you knew off the top of your head. <laughs> uh, but it led to a book as well. Yeah. So so the, the account that I have... 48,000 followers on <laughs> is called Tropical Loco and that's that's photos of my balcony and yeah. and plants that I see and it's all photos that I take uh, and through that I met some great friends including my friend James in Singapore he has a really tiny balcony with probably even more plants than my entire balcony wow. on it. it's incredible James Ippy is his Instagram page you should okay. check it out yeah. uh, and so we were chatting and we used to uh, also share pictures of guys with plants and particularly handsome guys with plants between us ourselves that's my calling <laughs> funny i get those plants right <laughs> sorry and then i decided oh i'm gonna see if i can make an instagram page out of this um so i started a, a page called boys with plants um and that's gone absolutely nuts it's uh that's where the books come from so yeah. the, bo- the book's also called boys with plants and there's a calendar and uh has 150,000 followers now <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's so crazy cool. yeah, yeah. So cool. i love yeah. it <laughs> Why not? See, see where plants can take you, Jamie. You never knew. Did this you? is it. It's got a whole new life in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can go from this to model. Ma- well, yeah. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
let's not pitch ourselves, you know, let's not just go too high. Yeah, yeah, I got carried away. It's okay, I'm back down to earth. I do, one of the things I like to do with Boys of the Plants, though, is I do uh, really like to put every type of guy on on the page. So it's not just (laughs) models, but but also guys from all over the world, um, from every background. Um, It's it's really great to, and every size as well, older guys as well as younger guys, um, if they'll they'll contribute. Uh, I don't get many contributions from from older guys, but it would be great if they would. Um, If you're out there, older guys. If you're out there, absolutely. Check out the page. Hit up uh, Scott. It's really good good to really... Show that um, it's really a worldwide unifying thing yeah. that brings brings people together all over the world. So I think plants, plants do. I think plants are the one unifying thing that um, people just connect with. And yeah. and my hope is the you know people that actually start getting balcony or indoor plants, it switches them on to the whole green thing. Definitely. That 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 you know it's really important to keep the green on the planet absolutely and this little bit of nurturing for your one indoor plant that you call Cecil um, may lead to other things where you meet all of Cecil's relations who knows hopefully yeah hopefully Cecil Scott, and his mates <laughs> <laughs> well said Cecil and his mates and Scott will be there as well Scott thank you so much for coming no problem and thank with you us. very much thanks for having me Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. Yeah. All right, Sab. Time to answer some questions. We love it when people send us their questions yeah. because some of them can be very curly. Yeah, yeah, and we some love of them the curly ones. Yeah, you know, well, that's what you know. That's your bread and butter. That is my bread and butter. You haven't been stumped yet. No, not yet. But you know, I'm sure it's a coming. Yeah. Now that I've said that. <laughs> Watch out. We've got some tough ones. Oh, bugger. Hey, I want to start with Evelyn. Yes. All right. So, Evelyn's been in her house for 45 years. Yep. And this is Imagine the, f- the junk sh- that she would have collected so over much 45 stuff. years. Yeah. I'd be terrified. Might be some valuables there. You know, her kids, if she's got any, yep. they'd be looking at that place going... <laughs> Four 10-metre skip bins, I reckon. Yeah, you'd have to get a few extra in, borrow <laughs> off the neighbours and stuff. Are you, a, are you a hoarder? Oh, Evelyn, you make sure you clean out your house before you're gone. Poor Evelyn, she could have the tidiest, <laughs> most. She could go through every year, just dump half <laughs> oh her stuff. Oh, my God. And now we've got this picture in her head that there's boxes in the back. Years. A lot of stuff. Oh. Anyway, the 45th year hasn't been great. <laughs> Right. Because, uh, I mean, I'm sure personally it's been fantastic, but it's the first year that she hasn't had any fruit on her orange tree and she's fed it and she's mulched it and she's watered it just like every other year. Yep. No fruit. What's going on? Not giving you the goodies there, Evelyn. Well, I I hate to tell you, Evelyn, that if you're a citrus tree and you're 45-year-old, you're getting on. Really? Yeah, you've had enough. What's a 45-year-old citrus tree in human years? Uh, probably about 100. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's just going, oh, I'm a bit tired now. Okay. I'll get given, not giving you any more. Where's, oh, I just want to retire. Calling it quits. Bring in the super fund. Yep. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> yes. see out my last days. Or the, or the super chipper. Yeah, or um, would you? Oh, well, you know, nothing wrong with recycling it. No, it's... Wow. It's 45 years old. It's tired. It's exhausted. I feel like that some days. Oh, come on. But, 
and I'm, and I'm, You're not 100. And I'm way over 45. But um, You can still make oranges. I, 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 yeah, true. Yeah. True. Sweet as, bro. Um, <laughs> so, oh, Evelyn, it's... Look, you can give it a hard prune. Yep. Um, feed it up. Yep. Maybe sing to it. A few little candles around the base of it. Hug it. Hug it. Yep. Say you've been a good little orange tree. Um, and then you can mulch it. All right. <laughs> give it one last chance <laughs> yeah. before it goes in the bin. All right. Good luck with that. Uh, Maria, do Maria. tomato plants require a lot of feeding? What's best for them? How often do I do it? Maria well, needs some help. Maria, that's an interesting question because tomato plants are actually tough little sausages and what nice. most people do is feed them too much. Too much so love. They get, yeah, too much love, too much water, too much fertiliser. So you get huge tomatoes that grow to the size of a two-storey house yep. but they don't give you fruit because yeah. they've locked onto the nitrogen, not a lot of anything else. I think the best way to treat your tomatoes is tough. So um, you do need to feed them. But slow release, mineralized fertilizer, and don't overwater. Okay. In summer, you probably need to water them every morning, but don't overfeed them. You won't get tomatoes, you'll get leaves. Yeah, big tree, no fruit. Yep. It's not what we want. No, no. Why grow tomato tree for its, well, bush? For its leaves. That's it. You want it for the tomato. Do you know, I reckon if you ate, say, the equivalent of about uh, four kilos of tomato leaves, you'd die. Really? Yeah, it's toxic in the The leaf. The leaf? Yeah. No idea. Don't eat the leaves. There you go. Okay. Don't chow down on them. I don't want to bring it up too much, but my nonno has the best tomatoes. Oh, I have no doubt. You know when you buy tomatoes from the shop and they're full of holes, right? Well, these no, are, they're, they're not full of anything. They've yeah. got no flavour whatsoever. Yeah, these are like, they look like like a steak. It's just full of it's flesh. You've got beefsteak tomatoes. Beefsteak tomatoes. There is a tomato called beefsteak. Is there? It's a heritage one like your nonna would have. Maybe. Maybe yeah. brought it over on the ship Good. all those years ago. Well, it's the only way we have all the old heritage tomatoes still here. Oh, okay. Because oh. in, in your nonna's... Era, they all bought their seeds over. Probably. No, not probably. They did. Yeah. Because okay. there was nothing else here. Really? Yeah. It was oh. pretty poor for the old veggies. Good work. No, he brought a wife over too. He, uh-huh. They didn't. They didn't know each other before they were married. Really? Yeah. Or uh-huh. wow. got married over the telephone via correspondence. <laughs> they Seriously. had the telephone in those days. Yeah. He was over here. She was still over there. Little... So that. Uh, so that did the families know each other? Yeah, something like that. Oh. Yeah. How unromantic. I feel so. I don't feel sorry for her because they, they love each other, but she came over to a yeah. new country and hadn't even met the bloke she was going to be shacking up with. But they spoke the same language? Yeah, yeah. They're both oh, Sicilian. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty scary. How old was she when she came over? I think she was 18 or 19. Wow. Yeah. How scary. I know. To but look a new at them country. now. Still together. I know. God love, love each other. them. Yeah. I'm going to come there one day and eat all their food. Come over. It'll Baby. be fun. Awesome, because they must have the most awesome garden. It's pretty good. There's just heaps of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you'd think about it, actually. Why? Because it's just it's very functional. So there's No, just, I love function. I know you do, but there's just... I like to eat function. Some of the practices you might not be too happy with, I reckon. Doesn't mind getting a bit of deadly stuff out. 
Oh yeah, the old pesticides. They just they're just brutal when it well, comes to stuff like that. They're still alive, aren't they? Hey, in their nineties, <laughs> yes. and he's still out in the garden twice a day. <laughs> oh, I went over the other day; it was forty degrees, yeah. and he's out in the garden in the middle of the day. I'm like, "What are you doing, Don? We'll come inside." And he's like, eh. <laughs> "Come and look at my beans." Crazy. I pick a you a tomato. Is that yeah? You want some stuff? No, I'm fine. I'll get you, I'll get you some. Come on. No, you must eat, boy. Yeah, you're hungry. Look at you. You're a skinny little thing. I know. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I suddenly switched into sort of an Irish. I'm not quite. Sicilian yeah, I didn't want to pick it I up. Don't, I don't. I don't know where that came from, Jamie. It, that, your I heart do, was in the right I place. I apologise. Your heart was in the right place. Anyway, I'd never be a stand-up comedian. Oh, I reckon you'd do all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. perhaps we should um, move along to yeah. the next question. Beck. Beck. Sabrina, Beck here. G'day. Uh, this magnificent tree, which I'm going to show you a photo of, is yes. in Nana. I'm desperate to know what it is. Now, this is very important for Beck reading yes. on here. Yes. She's trying to select a tree that will be planted in Kiama in New South Wales. Oh. And it's a memorial for a friend, Monique, oh. who passed away recently. Oh. Sorry to hear about that, Beck. She was such a golden girl. And I want to find Aww. something uh, that's suited to Kayama's climate and to reflect her personality. It's a difficult job because I'm an amateur. That's beautiful. Now, this is okay. the plant. So, it's a beautiful golden leaf tree. Okay. Um, and it's called Rubinia pseudoacacia frizia. Okay. Which is a ridiculous name for anything, really. Yeah. So, a golden Rubinia. Now, in Kiama, which I've been to, yep. I have to say. Oh, we'll You've got travel. some roots in New South oh, Wales. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, I definitely wouldn't use that plant because it suckers really badly. Okay. So, in a tropical climate, it would sucker extremely badly, like proper sickly badly. Um, so, if you want a beautiful golden tree for Kiama... I would actually get the golden gladitsia, which is gladitsia sunburst. Beautiful golden foliage. Very much like the rubinia, but not as suckering. Okay. Mm. Well, she said her friend Monique was a golden girl, so oh, I think uh, that'll be well suited. Monique. All right. Yeah. Good on your back. I love that. That's a, it's a very nice thought. Um, now, just one to finish on. Yes. Uh, and this one is from Cherie, uh, who says, Sabrina. Yes. Uh, actually, no, this is the wrong one. I'm listening. No, no, it's no. the right one. Oh, Here right, we go. right, wrong. Yes. Got confused We're for back. a second there. Yeah. Uh, she says, uh, Sabrina, full mm. stop. Mm. Uh, I'd love you to let me know, do bat plants grow in Perth? I mean, Kalamunda, but I reckon these plants are fantastic. <gasps> uh, is it worth trying to grow one or not? No. Oh, really? No, not not in Kalamunda in Perth in Western Australia. Why not? Now, for people that don't know what the bat plant is, you have to check it out because it's one of the plants that I have this fetish about growing. Really? Yep. But I know I can't here. Uh, have you tried? Have you ever just given no. in to temptation? No, no, because I know, I know that I just weep at the end of the day. So, no. So the bat plant, the reason they call it a bat plant is because the flower is black. Yep. And it has like bat wings on it. And my mum, who used to live in Queensland in on the coast, had the most 
fantastic bat plant and it's the only reason I went and visited it really because <laughs> of a bat plant. Power of plants. Yeah, that, that's right. So it's called Taka, T-A-C-C-A. Right. Um, but it's a very tropical plant. It's the most extraordinary plant. The thing I will tell you about the bat plant, a bit like bats themselves, has to find the right roost. Okay. To hang in. Yeah. Uh, you have to move your bat plant around until you find the right spot for it. Once you've found the right spot, happy as. But it's a bit picky to start with. Yeah, yeah, a little bit fickle. Mm. Yeah, right. But don't grow it in Kalamunda. Okay. The winter, well, even if you got it as far as to the first winter. Dunskies. Gone. Okay, don't Gone. do it. Resist don't the temptation it. of the bat plant. Just just get a picture of it and put it in your office. Go, wish I could have one of those. Yep, screensaver, anything. Mm. Screensaver. Yeah. That's the go. Yeah. All right. Good luck with it. Don't do it. No. Uh, Sab, awesome to see you. Yep. And if you've got more questions, get in touch on the uh, on the socials. Yep. Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. Come what? on down. Hi, it's Sabrina Hahn, and this episode is brought to you by our very dear mates at Bentonite WA who make very high-grade premium calcium bentonite clay, which is 100% West Australian owned and operated. So uh, you only need a very small amount, 3 to 6% in your garden bed. It's all through my garden bed. So check them out, bentonitewa.com.au.